Welcome to the Life of Christ Series 6. This is Lesson 16. And uh, we're going to continue where we left off on page 49. We are so close to the end of this. It's only 50, page 50 and then there's two sentences or two lines on page 51. So <laughs> we should finish this today. We, we don't. Okay, Jamie, a man of little... Fi- no. <laughs> no, no, no. Or reality. Okay. <laughs> Probably more reality than anything else. <laughs> All right. So I'm going <laughs> to read in... Um, I was in the middle of a quote, William Hendrickson, so let me just begin in that, uh, where he said again, in the present little paragraph, consisting of just three verses, the term sinners is used three times. Once in each verse, what Jesus is saying is that those who merely love those who love them, who do, do good only to those who do good to them, who make only safe loans, such as they know will be returned, probably with interest, are not any better than the very sinners they are always looking down upon. For even those at the bottom love their own kind, do good to them, and lend to them. Now, and so, if those people who are now listening to this sermon... Do not rise above such self-centered ethics. Did we hear? Okay. They cannot expect God's special favor to rest on them. Let me stop there. I want to stop. Okay. There's something really important that is brought out in what he says here. That it is something that we need to do ourselves. God will not. Force us, force this on us. He will not make us do anything. Are you all with me? This is something that we have to will to do, and we do it from a place of will until we get to the place where we can do it from a place of emotion. Can I just say this? <laughs> you know, you don't have to fight all of your life. There is something very interesting about the human person, like the condition, okay, the, uh, no, the wiring. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay? There's something very interesting about the wiring. Have you noticed that when you first start to drive, that you have to look at everything, and you have to remember everything, and dear God, you know, it's like, okay, have I got this in the right place? You know, especially when we're driving manuals. You all remember those days? No, okay, nobody does. Okay, well, I remember. Oh, you remember? Okay, good. Okay, well, you know, got to release it at a certain spot and everything, and not every manual it was the same place. Different places, you know, different manuals, the clutch, the release spot was in a different spot. So you could release it and have come all the way to the top before the gear engages. In other places, you, you know, right at the bottom, as soon as you start let go, the thing engages, you know, and so you've got all of this stuff to balance out as you're driving and dear God, somebody better not talk to you <laughs> listen, because you know, if you miss one thing we're all going to die okay, maybe not, but it's not going to be good we take the car home with a dent in it which is not going to be good for that person, alright so, you know, you've got all of this stuff but you know, it's very interesting over time your body begins to learn to do things to where you get to the place where you're putting your makeup on, and you're talking to your sister on the phone, and you're doing other things while you're on the road driving. And the police see and they go, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I think men police don't understand women drivers. Because they multitask to such a degree that it just blows their mind. So they give them a ticket. You know? <laughs> so, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying. The, the thing is, Hey, listen, when you're driving, pay attention, okay? All right. But the, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, it was really interesting that um, when, I, when, I, uh, when, I was, when I enrolled in a computer class, a uh, computer science class, 
It was really interesting because it was so foreign. And the teacher was doing stuff and she said, this is going to be so foreign to you. But she said, just like driving a car, after a while it will become natural to you. But you have to fight through that. You know, some people just don't learn to drive because they just don't fight through it. And it's just too much and it's just too, you know. And the way they think is, I've got to do this all of my life if I want to drive. Is That's the wrong thinking. Are you all getting where I'm going with this? Okay. So the thing is that it's hard when you start, especially when you have to watch your P's, your Q's, your turning left, your turning right, and you know, all the other things that go with just driving the car, not hitting things and staying in your lane and yada, yada, yada. I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on, you know, watching who's behind you and so on and so forth, just in case you have to suddenly stop. All of those things, all the things that you just make little mental notes of without thinking. A lot of times you're just making mental notes because you just think those are the important things. And so if somebody just stops you and says, you know, what, where, how far are the cars behind you and blah, blah, blah. You, and you'll be able to just rattle off stuff even though you might have been on the phone half the time. You know why? Because that's how God created you. That if you make the effort, you get it right. Then you will do it right without thinking. Have you ever wondered how come you guys can do generally, okay, for all the ones that drive safely, how you can manage to do 60 when you're not thinking? That you don't have to keep checking your speedometer. There is a sense inside of you of what 60 is. And you can just drive. And the thing, the time you check it, is when the police car goes past you. And you think, oh God, was I doing the right speed? And you notice, to your surprise, you were doing really great. Kind of 58 or 62 or something in there. It was, the guy didn't flash his lights and chase after you. Like he did when you were a teenager. <laughs> and you really want to know how fast the thing goes, you know, okay. And check for the police, you know. Okay, I won't say who. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know. But the thing is, see, this is the human condition. This is how you were designed. I, I, I need you to get something here. Please get what I'm saying. Yes, it's difficult to start with, just like learning to drive a car. Yes, there are so many components to it. But there will come a time, if you do this right, that you won't even think twice about what you need to do. You'll just do it. Remember I talked about the lucky person? You'll just do it without thinking. It'll become a normal thing. And somebody sasses you out. And it doesn't bother you. And you're shocked. And everybody's going, aren't you going to say something back? Aren't you going to defend yourself? And you go, why? It wasn't right anyway. You know, I'll only, and I, you know, if it was right, I'll change. <laughs> you know, if what they were saying was derogatory and it was right, I will change. Yeah, but the way they said it, it doesn't matter. It's still something I need to change. God won't say, oh now sweetheart, because they said it to you in such a rude way, you don't need to change. I'll bless you in spite of this thing, wrong, this thing that's wrong in your life. Y'all don't think that, do you? I hope you don't. <laughs> okay, please, that's good. Okay, all right. I'm making a point here. Because that's what happened to me at one point in time. And I was watching my P's and Q's, and I was trying to do all of this stuff. And dear God, you know, some people just take advantage, okay? And, they just, and you just think, mm, can I just strangle someone for a minute? Just look away. You'll be happy. The whole world will be happy. They don't really want this person anyway. <laughs> I'll be doing everybody a favor. God, just look away for two seconds. You know, and I'm trying to say, you know, don't say nobody had, had this thought. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know, but God said something to me one day. I was whining and carrying on. And you know, God, He just he cuts through all of that. And He just gets to the things that are important. Do you know the only thing that He said to me? It was in the form of a question. Do you know what the question was? Were they right? 
oh, God, God, God where, where's the comfort? Where's the... <laughs> and he's like, are they right? I said, well, mm, the way they said... He said, are they... You know, after I bounced around the wall another time, you know, a few times, he said, are they right? <sighs> yeah, maybe. He said, change. I said, you got to be kidding. That's it? That's what I'm getting from this whole hour of prayer? He said, that's the greatest lesson you will ever learn. Don't become defensive. He said, if it's wrong, walk away. They're wrong. Just because they said it doesn't make it true. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Leave it. People that know you won't believe them. Because they'll go, you don't know what you're talking about. And they'll walk off too. Listen. If they're right, change. Because everybody else is going, well, finally somebody said something. Listen, you getting this? I learned that. And ever since then, now I just think, are they right? That's it. I don't care if everybody gets mad with the way they said it to me. Thank God I have people in my life that take care of me, look after me, and you know, get mad at other people for doing the wrong thing by me. <laughs> you know, I truly appreciate that. Don't get me wrong. I love that. Okay, it just blesses me. Okay? But the thing is, I still have to look at myself and ask the question, am I wrong? Do I need to change? That's why I tell you guys, if you need to change, change. Do you know that's where it comes from? <laughs> okay? Don't have a big pity party. Just change and move on. All of this stuff is hard, but if you need to change, change. And move on, because the blessings are unbelievable. And they'll come to you as you need them. And don't get upset when you don't think you're getting what you should. Check your life. Don't check your bank account. Check your life. The bank account will take care of itself. Amen. That's what Jesus is saying here. Okay, that's the, that's the Roche version. Okay, so, let's get back to this. And so he says at the end, so uh, yeah, let me just reread that. He says, if those people who are listening to this sermon do not rise above such self-centered ethics, they cannot expect God's special favor to rest on them. They are in a class with the very riffraff they so despise. <laughs> I like the way he said that. Amen? Let's not be in that riffraff. Okay, alright, okay. And so, returning to Matthew chapter 5, in the latter half of verse 46, let's see if we can get this done. In an effort to drive his point home, Jesus then concludes with the most hated group of sinners that there were at the time, in an effort to show the entire Jewish nation, including its leaders, how far they had fallen. By saying... Do not even the tax collectors do the same. You know, for us, tax collectors aren't the same thing as tax collectors back then. So let me give you a little bit of insight. In Jesus' day, tax collectors were a particularly hated group of people because they were often disloyal Israelites hired by the Romans to collect taxes from other Jews. Oh, this is, this is you know, salt to a wound. Rome has taken them, taken them over, they've conquered them, and now Rome is getting their own people to, to bleed them. Are you all with me? This is, this is very bad, okay. And frequently, here comes the worst part, frequently, instead of collecting what was legally required, they would add at least 10% to the figure. Enter Matthew. 
<laughs> writer of the gospel. Okay, all right. This way, they became rich of the people. Now, this, this is really important. So not only were these people despised because they turned on their own people, but also because they rob from their own people, which is the, what the Bible says don't ever do. In fact, there was a command within the Jewish nation, within, for the Jews, not to do this. That you do not take advantage of your brother or your sister. And there was a year called Jubilee that, you know, even if you kind of weaseled something out and did something and kind of, you know, you were smarter than them and you did something that left them with nothing, you have to give it all back in the year of Jubilee. It doesn't matter. So whatever you weasel out of them, okay, there was a point in time when God said, give it back. Naughty. <laughs> okay? Okay. Just because you're smart, it doesn't mean that they lose everything. Right? Isn't that interesting? So, I want you to think about all that when we think about this right now. Alright? So here are, here are Jews doing things that God has said don't. Not listening to God's law. And, how can I put this? Letting Rome know that they can be bought. Did you get that? You know, you'd want to say that we're solidarity. You know, we're standing together. We're solid. You can't turn any of us. And there's all of these going, yeah, you can buy me. <laughs> Give me a job, I'll rip them all off. Hello. Okay. <laughs> See, this is, okay. Now you understand why Matthew was so thrilled that Jesus, this guy that walks on water, does incredible miracles, would even talk to him. You can imagine the disciples. Saying, what are you doing talking to him? You know, Jesus, let me just sit, let's sit down, Jesus. Let me educate you, says Peter. Sit down, sit, 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 sit. I want to talk to you for a minute. You know, you know, we wander off into town. We come back, we find you with a woman. Not any woman. Samaritan. Shady. A lot of boyfriends. Oh, no, you know. <laughs> very flirtatious. What's up with you, man? This is not good for the ministry. You know them paparazzis that jump out of the bushes, take pictures, and in the, you know, in the Jerusalem Herald, Jesus talking to this woman at the, by himself. And here are his followers. <laughs> what do they have to say? Hello, sir. What do you, <laughs> okay. Then, then you go and talk to a tax collector. I mean, this we know this guy rips everybody off. What's this business about? Follow me. Stop it. <laughs> this is... <laughs> okay, are you all with me? I just, I'm, I'm adding some humor here because I really want you to get something. We need to think otherworldly. We need to think beyond all the airs and graces and all the things that people down here say, well, that's appropriate, that's inappropriate, blah, 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 blah. The one thing you need to ask is, God, is this or is this not your will? If He says, it's my will, go ahead. If He says, it's not my will, don't do it. No matter how, how much everybody says, it's a good thing. Shut up, it's not a God thing, but leave it alone. Yeah, but it'll, it doesn't matter. What credit ratings, what, whatever. We don't want to go there. Well, we don't understand your decision. Good. Go pray some more. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, okay. Moving on. I, I'm trying to make some points here and hope you're getting them. All right. 
Let's go on. Over time, the Jews came to hate and despise them, there's a text like this, with a passion. Primarily because they were collecting taxes on behalf of their oppressors, and anything that helped their conqueror literally disgusted them. Are you, you're getting this, right? Of course it would. Alright, so, be, see, let, let me stop there. Let me give you a little bit more insight into this as well. These are the people that say to Rome, we know the real God. We serve the real God. So we are people that are on a different level to you. And then this happens. And Rome looks at it and says, oh, you think your God is so superior? And you're so superior, look, we can buy you off in the dozens. We can get you guys to change loyalties. We can get you guys to... You know, we know of your people that rip off your own people. Don't come and talk to us about your God and how you know, He's the Most High. And the people that follow Him are the most low. Even our people don't rip our own off kind of thing. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? And I'm, I'm just saying that for effect, but you're trying to see where I'm coming from. Okay, let's continue. That's why it disgusted them, okay? So began a vicious cycle. The more tax collectors collected, the more they were hated. The more they were hated, the more taxes they collected. <laughs> okay, so they got to the place where they thought, fine, you want to see me this way? I'll be this way. I'll be this way so much that I'm going to rip you off till, you know, just until I'm... Retiring at 30. And while you guys are still pulling oxes and carts and whatever, I'm in my house. I got it all, baby. And I can retire. And I can just look down and go, uh-huh. Laugh at this. <laughs> you know? Are you with me? You know, Matthew was quite um, wealthy. It wasn't from farming. It wasn't from sheep herding. Listen, wasn't from any other things that the Jews were doing. He got wealthy off Rome and collecting for them and adding his little extra cut on top. And Rome let him. Hey, as long as Rome got their cut, they didn't care. Hello. Moving on. So... And it is in reference to these kind of individuals, those regarded to be the worst kind of people in society, that Jesus says, it is never enough that believers do the good that unbelievers do. Always it is necessary that they do more. Always it is necessary that they do more. And why he goes on to drive home his point in verse 47 by saying, and if you greet your brethren only... What do you do more than others? Do you, know, do you understand greeting is another way of saying, you know, this is my neighbor, this is my enemy. I will greet the people I like, I won't talk to those people that I don't like. Okay? Alright. So he says, if you greet your brethren only, what, more, uh, what do you do more than others? Literally, what merit is there in what you do? Do not even the tax collectors do so. See, he keeps bringing up tax collectors for that reason. You, you know, we really need to look at it from their point of view. You know, we talk about tax collectors and we think they're just those inconvenient people that take our money away. <laughs> okay? But they don't think about him that way. They think about them as people that have betrayed their nation. That have done a horrible thing. It's not just the money they took from them. It is them showing the Romans the sort of people that, you know, the Jews are saying that they're not. 
they're misrepresenting their nation. Do you all understand? And mostly they're misrepresenting their God. Which is just infuriating to them. In these verses, Jesus once again challenges his disciples, and by extension all of us, to do more than what is expected of us. Because only then will we really stand out in the crowd and bring glory to God. See, this is again the problem. When you, you know, start protesting, when you start to you know, do the things that the world is doing. Sometimes in the name of God. I wish they didn't do that. Because then they give God a bad name. You know, there is... <clears throat> I sometimes look at something and I say, for the one good thing that they're doing, they're, they're kind of breaking ten laws. <laughs> you know, God's laws, not man's laws, God's laws. Alright? Love is patient, love is kind. Love doesn't hold account. All of those things. And you look at some of the things that are going on today, and you think, you think, No. It seems like a righteous cause, but what you're doing and the way you're behaving isn't. Be careful that you don't become unrighteous in your behavior fighting for a righteous cause. Because then your behavior is contradicting your cause. You're with me. And so, you know, that's why I look at what's going on today in the world. And I think again, you all know what I'm talking about. For this area, my gosh, there's a lot going on right now, isn't there? (laughs) Yeah, okay. There are things going on right now that you just look at it. And you think, this is the world and the times that we're living in right now. That's why I keep saying we really need to get this right. We really need to stand away from that. And, And you know, one of the greatest temptations is to judge them. Be careful. Amen? Because I just look at it and go, okay, you know, I might have a little wine to Emily or something. That's not the drinking kind this day. With cheese. <laughs> okay? It's not the one with cheese. And, you know, so, you know but that's about it. I, there's no anger, there's no hatred, there's no, you know, animosity in my heart. I might look at them and think, really, really? And move on. That's it. We're done. We're not carrying this to bed with us. We're not compromising our prayer or our ability to move mountains or believe God or anything else. Boy, we want to keep that road just uncluttered. We just want to keep that highway clean. Hallelujah. Okay, because <laughs> we're believing for all kinds of things and we want God to just be able to send it down there without any blockages whatsoever. Amen. And just because people are doing dumb things down here doesn't mean we do dumb things and get in their sinking boat. Amen. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay? In that way. But I'm just telling you, please be careful. Be aware. Keep your guard up. And make sure that just because they're doing something, you know, for a right cause, perhaps, but the wrong way, that you just need to let go of that and just kind of go, whatever. As long as you're not marching out there. As long as, (laughs) okay, they didn't put a gun to your head to make a plaque and go out there. You're okay. Now, if they did that, that's a whole different thing. We'll deal with that another year. All right, back to this. And I really want to finish this today because I've gone over time before. I need to finish this early. Is that okay? Let's see if we can finish this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> William Hendrickson says that 
barring a few notable exceptions, publicans, Gentiles, and, and Jews formed separate groups. So did the Samaritans. It sounds like what Jamie was talking to me, okay? The, the Samaritan woman was astonished that Jesus, being a Jew, would ask her to give him a drink of water. Right, that was in John 4.9. Fragmentation all around. Hatred everywhere. And as to love, well, tax collectors love tax collectors. Gentiles cordially greeted Gentiles. The Lord is telling his hearers, therefore, that by imitating the tax collectors and the Gentiles in their exclusivism, they are simply showing that they themselves are not any better than those whom they have been regarding as being far below them in moral and spiritual worth. They are doing nothing that is exceptional or extraordinary. Amen? With that, Jesus brings it all to a conclusion by saying in Matthew 5.48, Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, we looked at some of this on Sunday, so I'm just going to go through it very quickly. In his commentary, William MacDonald explains that the word perfect must be understood in the light of the context. It does not mean sinless or flawless. The previous verses explained to be perfect means to love those who hate us, to pray for those who persecute us, and to show kindness to both friend and foe. Perfection here is that spiritual maturity which enables a Christian to imitate God in dispensing blessing to everybody, with, I should say without partiality. I changed it in my other notes, I forgot to change it here. Okay, just change it without partiality. In other words... As Leon Morris puts it, just as your Father in heaven is perfect, in that there is no limit to His goodness, you too need to be perfect in the same way. To there's no to there's no limit to your goodness either. Amen. Finally, yes, we're going to finish. William Henry concludes it all by saying that it is only for those who strive to attain the goal of being perfect that the victory is assured. When they reach the glorious shores of eternity, their ideal will be realized. It will be God's gift to them. Hallelujah. Let's finish there. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you today for all that we are receiving from you, all the wisdom. And I thank you, Father, that we make a decision right now to walk in the fullness of all of this. Not just partially, but in all of it. That you teach us how to navigate this, how to do it right. So that we can be the sons, the daughters of God in this earth that you so desire. So that we can be the solution in this earth. So that we can move those mountains that people need moved from their lives. Removed, in fact, from their lives. Hallelujah. So that we can be a blessing. Not just look to be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we're done.